Alright everybody, it's finally happened. The Metal Hand of God podcast has finally got an online merch store. It's located at tpublic.com. That's right, tpublic, T-E-E, public.com. Go there, to their website, type in M-H-O-G, and a variety of art designs will pop up where you can put them on t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, Pandemic masks. That's right. We also have pandemic masks. The new fashion accessory for the year 2020 into 2021. We have wall art, notebooks, mugs, pillows, pins, you name it. Hey, you want stickers? Magnets? How about a phone case? That's right. You can get an MHOG phone case just by going to tpublic.com. A variety of sizes and colors, and the quality is hands down the best you're gonna find that's right mhog merch store at tpublic.com you're part of the family might as well really be part of the family and grab yourself an mhogt at tpublic.com thanks for listening to the mhog podcast and for all your support through the years We want to see those t-shirts outside, so go to TeePublic, order your MHOG merch today. TeePublic.com Your suffering will be legendary, even in hell. I'm a, I'm a formerly touring stand-up comedian, now Zoom <laughs> comedian, and you are listening to the Metal Hand of God podcast. Don't worry if you don't speak it out loud. We'll give you your money back. Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and you know that fine gentleman over there as the lovely... I'm, again, I'm lovely. I'm the rum <laughs> And today we welcome the incredible electronic dance duo by the name of Dance Loud. What's up, guys? How are y'all? What's up? How you doing? Hi. Well, thank you guys still... for doing this show, by the way. And yeah. you're, coming, you're coming to us from Chicago? Oh yeah, yeah. We are oh, we are here in the snow. We are icicles <laughs> everywhere. We're freezing. I was it's actually s- not that bad. It's beautiful. I was gonna say it's gotta be really cold because if it's cold down here in New Orleans, I know it's cold over there. Yes, but there's something about the fluffy snow that warms it up 
psychologically or something because technically it's cold, but it, you just don't see or feel it once you step out into the snow and right. I don't know, do a snow. I was thinking the same thing when I was sitting on the beach today. Oh, <laughs> go to hell, you bastard. He sends me pictures. He sends me pictures. Oh, look, I'm outside at the beach. You know, it's it's warm out here. I'm drinking a beer sitting outside. I was like, that's nice. It's like it's, it's you know, in the 20s out here, and there's ice in the buckets and all this other crap, and you're not even that far from me. Man. I know. It's, it's just weird. It's weird. I, I just happened to take a trip down to Florida. I'm really – I'm. I would be cold if I was back up in North Carolina, but I'm not. So there you go. I don't it. think we would have made any music if we lived in Florida. We've just would have been drinking <laughs> beer and on the beach. I think the winter is the only way we have some sort of like productivity because we're just kind of like quarantined every winter. Well, the, 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 the time you have up there, it gives you a mood. It gives you inspiration when you're in different seasons. Or, know, depression. And, and, or depression. Well, that's 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 kind of a mood, right? That's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It could put you in some moody music. And speaking of, let's let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about this this gigantic sound coming out of this two piece. You guys are doing it's amazing, absolutely amazing. The sounds you guys put out. Thank you. Uh, we tried really hard to make it sound expensive, but exactly. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. That's great. Yeah, I'm glad big because when I hear big, I hear expensive. Or really cheap and, you know, lower quality, but that's just a whole different story on compression. But yeah, uh, I mean, nothing I've heard, nothing I've heard from you guys has sounded no. uh, cheap by any means, and it is all, it is all good. Your your you, the sounds you guys put out, the vocal tracks are amazing. I mean, uh, is it is it? Uh, <laughs> let me backtrack a little bit. Uh, in Chicago, you've been doing this for a while. Um, what you guys got together right around what uh, twenty? I'm, I'm guessing was it 2013? I think I read that somewhere. That was um, when our, our first single was released, our original single. Okay. But we've been um, doing this since 2008, so pretty terribly. I'm just kidding. But we just weren't producing any music for a long time because we were having way too much fun being a jam band, just playing sure. other people's music and like our one song for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we tried our best this album to, um, cause, because I'm only kind of a hi-fi type, but both of us were just super audiophile type of, uh, like fruities for the ears and mouth, I guess. Sure. All around. Um, but we just could never, we don't have the lifestyle where we could afford much of what we do and to keep up with the quality of major labels, even indie labels these days. But the major label or hi-fi quality is, is, is a bit difficult, but we call this album hi-fi in a lo-fi budget. So if you sure. have enough research and creativity, you can force your way through anything. <laughs> well, this... well the, the, the combination between the, the, uh, the, the analog, the, 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 the guitar, the drum, the actual, you know, the, the actual instruments with the, the amazing uh, electronic quality that you're throwing out on the same time, it really adds something different to the music that you're putting yes. out, which really develops uh, kind of a... Uh, an interesting mood each track is a different you know has a different story which i really like i mean wayne and i are both musicians yeah. and uh, we both like um you know music music to us each individual to everybody everybody you know everybody has their own story and there's a story behind every song but uh it it really can tell a story if you listen to it and don't know what those songs are about you can really you can you can formulate uh, it's kind of like a movie in your head, and I, I really, yeah. really dig that. Yeah, you can feel the emotions from each individual tune. Really, I really appreciate that. Yeah, it was, 
it was interesting, you know, as like <clears throat> I grew up playing guitar and drums and having a metal background and metalhead parents. And the one thing is that was kind of a game changer for this album was when we actually got a Moog synthesizer. So I always kind of compare it to an electric guitar with pedals compared to an acoustic mm-hmm. guitar is what like, you know, a piano is to like a synthesizer. And so it was kind of interesting in the end, you know, as much as we do have this electronic sound, it's about 85% done with all analog. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. And we, we found that when we played as a DJ and drummer duo, my cymbals would cut right through the mix. And it was kind of this perfect blend. Um, but the, the analog is really what made it was an easier way to make it sound expensive. I mean, analog is expensive, so I guess that part really is what we've already had the drum kit because Desiree's been, she's always lived with one. It's like her roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, and with <laughs> me, I've always had soft synths, and that's like a big reason why, in my opinion, because this, this can really vary, especially depending on which soft synths you have. But a lot of, I mean, I just bumped into all the cheap ones I didn't really like. And that's why we had like a million unreleased songs before the album. It just wasn't, it wasn't thick enough. It wasn't that big sound I was looking for. It just sounded like something that would only reach the level for video games. You know, where it's the background, not the focal point. And it's not a journey. And another big deal that we changed with this album was that um, when we would hit record, we would just hit record and then don't stop until like 7 or 20 minutes (laughs) <laughs> later <laughs> yeah there was this time has a part where i was blacked out drunk on the moog <laughs> well that's, and, that's what you're supposed to do in a moog anyway yeah so i can't really even like i don't even know what the, the preset or how i even manipulated the sound I, I could figure it out but still i was just wasted and we learned to to just don't hit stop most time most time when producers especially in the dj world they'll kind of do things in loops in eight or 32 uh-huh. at most um, but this was the first time we decided to not loop style record, you know, like overdub style. We just decided to just keep it start and stop seven to 20 minutes. And then it just created all this tension and release naturally. Um, why did we do that? Why did we start to? Oh, because you couldn't even figure out how to record the mo. We're like, why is this? Going <laughs> up? Something about we couldn't figure out how we were trying to make it um, record and to have MIDI notes on top of the audio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then we just learned that you can't do that at the same time. So you have to just pick one. One or, one or the yeah. other. Yeah. Um, that was a big deal because we felt like, a, especially in the DJ music, um, well, except for big room EDM stuff, that's got the most tension release, I feel like, these days. And it's only created more subgenres since. But mm-hmm. a lot of like 90s and early 2000s house kind of feels like you're just jogging the whole time. Like you're running in yeah. this consistent tempo. And um, it was really not about the tension and release in that those couple decades or specific subgenres still to this day. But it's kind of like more only about the EQ balance. Like it has to feel okay. like the song never changed. Right. And that's the that's the aesthetic. But Desiree and I actually more so Desiree being into film is what we really wanted to make sure there was tension or release because I'm going to lay it all down. Let Desiree lay it down. Sorry, my bad. This is, she just loves to talk about Pink Floyd and the Wizard of Oz. Go ahead. Awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. There was, that was a big drive of, you know, making, you know, we've talked about this before, but it was, the thing was I had seen a lot of interviews with Alan Parsons and, you know, different members of Pink Floyd, and they all talked about it being an accident that it lined up with Wizard of Oz. And anyone can make a score, but 
you know, I really kind of questioned that and thought, well, what if it really was an accident? And, and it was like, you know, I list, I have it on vinyl. I listened to yeah. it. I was like, you know, these songs, there's no gap between the songs that you typically hear that moment of silence between songs. Like it just keeps going. Right. Yes. And, and you can restart the album and, and it just keep going. And, and that was a big drive for this album was we wanted that, you know, that there was, we got all of our masters back. Kristen mixed them all together, all the songs. So there is no space between it. And then the last song and the first song were two halves of the same song. So if you want to hear the second half of that last song, you have to restart the album to hear it. And oh, that's nice. really cool. <clears throat> yeah. And plus, I love the repeat button. And I just, <laughs> it should just keep going. You know, this is a song that doesn't end. Well, what, what, what with your album now, if you had to pair it, was a movie what would it be yeah that's a good question man i was thinking about that good question have you ever thought about that i think we haven't no we only thought about future music to go with future movies and then i don't know for some reason what came to mind right now was that really dark robin williams movie that's really beautiful and it deals with death and the afterlife Um, oh gosh yes oh um it's kind of like it's hard to watch over and over but if you watch it every 20 years it makes if you do photography you should watch that movie or we're not talking about patch adams no 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 no, no, no. like the cinematography is amazing and the coloring of it they made everything so bright and not to like ruin the movie but it's something like his wife dies and then like or she commits suicide and she's in yeah it's like it deals with the afterlife Really beautifully shot. It, it's art. It is a nice sound. I can't remember the yeah. It's I can't a, remember the name of it now. Oh and God. Too. It was well, emotional. It's interesting that you brought this this line of questioning uh, or this this up about the the Wizard of Oz and the um. Pink Floyd and, and the sound and everything we, we, that this has come up because and the reason I asked that question I actually had a secret reason um, <laughs> and I wanted to hear what you thought and I don't know if you have you ever seen the movie uh, it's a recent movie a couple years ago uh, I think it was called uh, The Witch. No. Oh, yes. no, no. I, I think I've seen the trailer recently, actually. The, the and and I see where you're going with it, Rome. Yes, The Witch is a great movie. Okay, very amazingly cinematic, right? Yes. It has uh, it has up up sections and downside. Well, anyway, I was watching that movie, uh, and uh, I happened to uh, be listening to uh, the music at the same time, and I just paused it because someone was talking to me. I'm like. This is going with this section of movie. Really? This is really yeah. So if you get a chance and you you want to do something really trippy, find that movie and play your album against this. <clears throat> yeah, the, I, the witch tonight. Is that yeah? Is that... I, I, I don't know if the album will last the length of the movie, but I start. I noticed it to the point. It wasn't right off the beginning. It might have been. I think it was about two minutes in, maybe around two minutes in, and this happened. But uh, and then there's a part where in the movie uh, Black Peter comes in, which is you know he's like the devil and he's the goat guy and he's walking around, he's talking to the this young girl trying to convince her to become a witch. And there's a section in one of your songs, and I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome! But anyway, <laughs> very trippy, very cool. I think you'll dig it. Oh, very Sweet. cool. Yeah, because we've been. That's what we've always like. It was our inside thing of like, wow, if someone presents a movie that our music matches with, like that's that's what feels like here's the success of here's Pink Floyd and Wizard of Oz, the pairing. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, that, I think you at least part of this album is gonna definitely match up with, with what was going on the screen because it was so cool. 
That uh, Robin Williams movie is called uh, What Dreams May Come. Oh, that's yeah. it. That's the one. Yeah. I love that movie, man. I, I couldn't remember the name of it either. It was killing me. I'm sitting there going, God, I, I've, I've like. Is it a sad movie? It's, it, okay. it, it is. Uh, it's it's really it's really good though. It's really good sad though. You know, it's not like you know you're gonna sit down and mope for the rest of your life. You know, it, it's have, a really yeah. good movie. I have my own movies produced with certain songs that we have never done. Uh, it's just oh. in my head. <laughs> there's one for time, and then there's one. We, there's one that we both produced in our head that we've never done because we couldn't afford it. We wanted to make this music video for Hollow that is like super in it intertwining like the movie go oh where, nice yeah and pulp fiction has a similarity to it where the the scenes uh all the scenes are all mixed up and then in the end all the characters connect you know like there's very cool there's i, I don't know if i should look, go into that long drawn out plot yeah, <laughs> yeah it would take like 30 minutes yeah it didn't even happen so what's the point <laughs> maybe we'll do it sometime and then we can start talking about it yeah well since, our eight miles since yeah. 20 since last year was pretty much the, the year we've all written off. Yes. Were you able to get much done last year? Other, I mean, like playing out wise, I know there were so many things canceled, so many things stopped. I mean, were there any gigs up there that you could really jump onto and, it was and everything turned <laughs> virtual, you know? And so we did, we were able to, which we had already planned to do record store shows because we put we pressed on vinyl for the first time, so we were able to do um, a couple of our favorite record stores in the city, which we're really grateful for. Everything turned virtual, so you know we kind of we had all the capabilities um, within our studio, and, and we have cameras and soft boxes and everything. Um, it was nice. We jumped. The thing was like we only hosted our one live stream, and it was like it was just our own album release show, and we did a music trivia and all that with it. And, and it was good and it was fun. Uh, so we mostly jumped on virtual festivals. And one of my favorite ones was this one called SynthStream. And there was all these different artists that were very similar to us that were, you know, a mixture. They weren't like, they were all like hardware kind of people. Okay. And, and it kicked off in Australia and it was two, two days long. And, you know, so that was really cool that all these artists got together around the world and for 48 hours. I don't even know how the hosts do these 48-hour things or 72-hour things. Yeah, it must I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that was really cool and it was it was really a nice time to kind of network with people online because we weren't used to meeting people online. Um, right. we'd kind of have like small conversations here and there with other audio engineers about, you know, how do you like this equipment or whatever and this past year was there's something really magical happening, you know, I think maybe just entering the age of Aquarius and we're just entering this technology realm that, you know, this will be, you know, 98% of our communications happening through phones and Zoom and podcasts and, you know, Instagram or whatever. Through the email. wire. Yeah, everything, um, especially we're seeing it more that, you know, we're communicate, you know, technology is like our main form of communication now. So, I'm really grateful to be able to, you know, talk with y'all and meet people and on a time that, you know, our city's really strict about everything. So there is no like talking to real people. Right. You know, and then and, and like we, we've said this several, several times is like, you know, we said that we we think that the technology these days is, is kind of a blessing and a curse because it's really cool that like us, like you said, we have the opportunity to be able to talk to you guys or somebody else somewhere else, you know, like in England or whatever. And it's 
really good but then there's also the curse part where it's like social media is it'll just like it's i don't know it's terrible it sometimes yeah exactly exactly you know it's crazy swords. but for sure but for like musicians and and people like that i think it's fantastic man like like because you guys now have the opportunity even though we're stuck in these ruts where we can't go to live shows you guys actually have an opportunity opportunity to still perform for people and people and you actually a larger audience because you know you could perform at a club say in like new york or whatever and only the people that can get there are from new york but if you perform online you can perform for the entire world pretty much or whoever wants to get on there and look at it and the segment will stay online and it'll just accumulate over the next 10 years exactly right find a great artist until like they've already been doing that one song you like that they did 10 years ago yeah isn't that cool <laughs> it's, it's really cool i mean i think it's a it's a good time to to put out new, new material really mm-hmm. same thing with yeah. musical instruments i mean it's like a hard thing because of technology we had all these amazing synthesizers i was able to work with with the cheap soft synths or hardware expensive stuff you know but at the same time desiree is really adamant about not performing on stage with a computer just right. because of the the you know you have to usually parallel you have to have two computers and you have to put them in parallel of some sort absolutely and that's, that's the backup and when it does when it does freeze you have to just expect it to freeze so i can't even perform a lot of my parts live until like i get a couple of computers <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why i'm beating on some drum pads instead i'm like this is just cheaper i could just upload each hit like a Put the piano in the pads. Right. <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. recorded. Right. We could just, we could love Yeah. It. So you just put the recordings in the pad and called it a day. And was like, well, the soft sense are just the backtrack then. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> because no, at, you- at the same time, like technology isn't 100% reliable. No. You know, we're kind of in the Atari versions of a lot of things. You know, we've yeah, had, welcome we've to had Skype. blackout screens performing in the middle of a set. You know, I've, ugh, oh, God. Yeah, that, that, it's frustrating. We've had, we've had Skype issues and Hangout issues and, and all these other all different, the time because we, we've got calls coming in from all over the place and it's it, it a lot of times you know you're going distance you know and you've got everybody staying at home and everybody's online which mm-hmm. lowers the bandwidth and it just screws the whole thing up and you're like shit you i gotta piggyback it. off a phone you're like mm-hmm. damn it yeah but uh, have, have you found have you found that it's been has there been a change uh since you started musically uh, ha- have you seen a change in how the music that you're putting out? I, I could say, I, I, I mean, there was a lot of great sounds coming out 10, 15 years ago. Don't get me wrong. But like you said, a lot of it was, it, it was just a different era. You know, it was a different, it was a different time. The the stuff that you're doing is very progressive and what I call it progressive anyway. I don't know what you consider it, but I, I don't mean any offense by if, if you think of it anything. Uh, I, I think it's very good, and I mean that in a good way, progressive. But have you seen a change in the scene uh, with the type of music you were putting out? Was it? Do you, do you think it's more open now to it? Was it more open then to it? How do you feel about that? I do. I feel like no matter what, there's always going to be an evolution, you know, um, it, you know, kind of with anything you'd ever look at, if there'll be songs, there was a movie we were watching the other night and there was a song that came out that was pretty popular five years ago. And it was like, oh yeah, it was very of the time. Um, I do believe that we're not like trend chasers. Um, I've seen like interviews with, I think it was like Zed or something. And he was talking about how he like quickly has to put whatever out because he's kind of following that trend. And then in right. five years, it's going to sound pretty dated, you know, just naturally if you're right. following any trend. And I always kind of 
fell with, I had seen uh, Bjork had made this comment saying, if you try to please everyone, there's a chance you're going to please no one. If you try to please no one, there's a chance you might accidentally please everyone. So I felt like when it came to our music, it was just something that came from the soul. You know, there was things that we would hear, you know, and and it, you're always constantly influenced by everything. You can, you know, like you were talking about your uh, child watching a cartoon, like that intro song can right. kind of embed itself into your brain somewhere. And, and it's kind of this library, you know, yeah. that's sitting back there. So I do feel like it's kind of like that nature versus nurture, you know, um, if you really try to pull for nature and nurture will always come into play, especially in creation. Um, but if you always try to pull from that nature aspect of, you know, this is coming from my soul, it to it in a way, I don't feel like it will date, you know, because yeah. I do believe that we're progressive, like there's progressive house and there's progressive rock. And I think that we're kind of the mixture of those two specific. And we're, and we're not sensitive about subgenres and titles and stuff like that, because I think the whole thing is an identity crisis. The whole album, like each one is a different subgenre. I was it shocked. is. It, it really it, is. There's, there's so much going different directions yeah, in some of those songs. And it's like, cause you're, you're, you're going very house at one part and then boom, it's, it's, it's the drums are kicking in and it's like, Holy, it's just completely different. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, I was, I was, it, I was shocked at some of the, uh, of the, uh, how dark some of it sounded and, and you know, the, the emotion behind it. It's so, it's so good. Like I re I really enjoyed the record a lot. Oh, thanks. Yeah, That's I nice really nice. appreciate that. Yeah, no I mean, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm su super debating on releasing the, the, the whole thing mixed as one, because you can only get that through the vinyl, and I was trying to, like, let it be a bonus for the vinyl folks, but I'm dying to release it, because <laughs> I can't, I, I keep wanting share, to share well, it. You know what? The you, full mix as one, so you don't hear any silence in between, because well, it drives me crazy. You know, you guys could do that for, like, if you guys had, like, a, um, I don't know, maybe, like, like a bonus thing for some like you put it out as like uh i don't know if you like a patreon thing you know what i'm saying like they, they do certainly like if you play a live show you can only get this one this thing at this time you know what i mean like if they pay they for it give it out as like a thing to give you right. know we're always trying to like give out fedoras <laughs> or tank tops or something yeah yeah something sure. like that you know something i don't know just, just, a, just an idea yeah. um and i was going to tell you guys like look uh, being a musician for so long and you know if you try to appease people the only person you need to appease is yourself make the music for you mm -hmm. and if you're satisfied for what you put out there and you're proud of what you put out there then that's all that matters yeah other people will like your music or other people will not like your music it's just you you have to do it for yourself because if you're passionate about something and and you're writing these 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 songs and and you know you're proud of it fucking do it man i mean that's just do it for yourself and also don't get into routine <laughs> a routine of what you usually do do because i noticed like oh. Ezra was we would get into the routine like okay let's add that quarter kick quarter note kick like you know and then yeah all of a sudden she's doing like a really sad song on her guitar and and, I, and then she's like okay let's put it in and i'm like take that out what are you doing i can't cry with that <laughs> like, i'm the one that likes house music and you're the one that's like rocking it out in front of the campfire doing campfire songs like that's gonna ruin the campfire right Ooh, I, I hear i hear a kumbaya remix coming Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. actually it, it, in the end of why lie which is the song we're talking about there kind of becomes a remix at the very end because if you start producing like for hours straight without a break you kind of get into hardcore techno net at least we do you we do. accidentally produce hardcore techno no matter what 
like yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I do a lot of I do some production work myself. I know Wayne does it too. But I do some music production and I do I did DJing for years. Right, you start tweaking out at the end, like oh my gosh, yeah, you, you can get oh, and then the the more messed up I would get. You know, well, you know, you don't set out to get messed up. You're sitting there, you're drinking a cup or whatever, you're doing yeah. something. And then by all of a sudden, you just finally, you're working on the song, you're frustrated, you walk away, you fill your glass again, you come back. You know, this was your plan. This is where it was supposed to go. Now you're over here and you're like, what the hell is this? You know, why am I combining uh, uh, Black Label Society and fucking Iggy Pop <laughs> with uh, Andre 3000? I don't understand what's going on. You pick one instrument, you're like, oh, I just went a different route with this one. He's like, what did I just do? <laughs> and there's this thing. Yeah. There's definitely this point where like your your ears just start to close up. Yes. You know, yeah. and you just can't hear clear. You want everything bigger, faster, stronger. And so then when you you know, there'll be points where, you know, it's all of a sudden like six AM and I'm just going, 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 and I've been going for like three or four hours and I haven't let my ears stop. I'll go to bed that next day. I wake up and was like, "What happened to this mix? This <laughs> bass is so big." So it's... if you notice, yeah, every every quarter half of each song is like kind of getting where we're tweaking out, and then it picks itself back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get I get too late in it, and I, I'm sitting there, and I'm 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 a, I'm combin I'm I'm like I'm half Norwegian death metal and half Ramstein. I don't oh, know what's going on here. It's getting really industrial. Oh shit! What DAW do you use? Um, I, I got a lot of Pioneer DJ equipment and stuff like that. I, uh, on the computer, I'm using everything from uh, I got uh, audio uh, audio DJ, PC DJ. I've got uh, uh, Marshall. Str- um, uh, I got an old thing of Marshall. So, uh, I can't remember which one that is. I've got used to use Cakewalk a lot of times too, and that sort of stuff. But I just piece stuff together. I'm not like you guys who are really good at it. I just uh, I make a lot of mashups and mixes and stuff like that. Oh hush, you're you're good at it. You're good at it. Yeah, no, it's all about time because we never said we were good at it. We just spent way too long <laughs> trying to make sure it was good. Well, I, I gotta I gotta say you're wrong on that because you guys are very good at it. I was gonna it. say you the same still thing. Be putting the stuff out. I mean, yeah, you guys I, are doing great. We did like each song two or three times because we would do it and then we're like man this sucks and then we would get you, something new and then we're like wet that's it and then do you wore out a very fancy tour bus i saw yeah yeah that fifty five hundred dollar tour bus that we added just two thousand mm-hmm. dollars to it with a market value of nine thousand dollars thank you very much there you go <laughs> yeah it was great we uh that's what'd you do with it well, we got, we well, got, well, there's yeah. a big long story about it that. Actually we... is what made the album so dark was we just, we were on our way out to Arizona. It was, it was winter time. It was right, right before new year. It was like negative seven degrees out. We had just entered Colorado from Nebraska and we got rear ended by a semi just oh. out of nowhere and just driving down a highway. It was just the oddest thing. Um, in a straight road, clear yeah. road. They, they, cal- they said that this highway was um, so perfect that you accidentally speed. Yeah, they they kind of said it was like what is that uh, Albon or whatever? Oh, the, auto, the Audubon. Audubon. Yeah. They'd said that's kind of like the Audubon of America because it's just a very straight road. And and I've even read things in feng shui that they'll add curves to highways and stuff just to slow people down because when with comes these straight ways comes destruction because mm-hmm. I, you know I've even read in a feng shui we have a shotgun house you know where it's like you know as you'll kind of pick up speed no matter what. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I think that's, you know, we're coming from Illinois. Our typical speed limit here is 65 miles per hour. 
he was coming from Washington. I think their typical speed limits around like 80, 85. 85. Yeah. So, there's so we weird... just, there was a 20, you know, you know, and so they, they're, we're kind of wondering if maybe he was going around 90. Um, oh. and he, he was tried to merge going 65. There's no way. Oh. There's no way. There's no so. way. But so. they, he'd said that he was trying to merge and he didn't realize how quick he came up on us. It's and that depth perception you lose if you drive in too long. Oh, sure. Man. Yeah, so that's where, like, we'd, you know, Kristen had broke, like, 15 bones in the accident and Jesus. spent a month in Denver Health. And kind of from there, we were just like, okay, you know, we were a DJ and drummer for a long time. And, you know, right here is the perfect emotion. Like, depression really is the perfect fuel to anything creative for a lot of people. And it doesn't sure. have to be that way. But so as we were in the hospital, our friends flew in. They brought us a little Bluetooth. And then when Kristen was going through physical therapy and learning how to walk again, you know, we were just listening to a lot of music. Yeah, if you use, like, low-tempo house music for your physical therapy, it works perfectly for the tempo that you need to start work walking again. Mm -hmm. then you, I can see like, that. When people have physical therapy without music, I find it incredibly painful because you can't distract your brain somewhere else you can only pay attention to when it hurts because and plus people are looking at you you know what i mean oh, they're like physical therapist over there, person over there everybody's <laughs> looking at you so it, like, it makes it more dramatic and painful but i was like everybody shut the fuck up let's put the bluetooth on let's get about 115 beats per minute and let's do this yeah yeah well, music, so music always connects it, it's it, to me it's it's fact music can heal the body yeah. oh yeah so you, oh yeah you've for got sure right presence you've got the right tone you can you can really only help your body heal. They've done so. studies on plants showing that metal and classical music were the two genres that plants grew really well with. Yes. And if you really think about like metal is extremely complex and the closest to classical. It's because of the dynamic range. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's sure. the, metal music has definitely its roots in classical music for sure. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, it's amazing. It's if you hear like chimera elements of destruction, you know, mm -hmm. Nice. It's just that's like one of my all time favorite songs. And I bet because plants like light need a full spectrum. So if you have metal and classical, you're going to get a full spectrum of frequency, unlike other genres like pop or whatever. Not dogging, but I'm saying for real on like an engineering spectrum, there is more to cut in metal to make it clear. It's harder to mix metal any day, any given mm -hmm. day. And that's why they, you know, There's a lot of times, stuff. you know, with like Pantera and Slayer and Deftones, they were they were all using 58s in the studio. Yeah. Um, because they, they couldn't use a condenser on the lead singer because with Dimebag's guitars, I mean, there's like 10 tracks. Like, you know, yeah. like we started Ten looking into different the different dime barrel. Dime barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, yeah. Yeah. There's, they're, they're layered and layered and layered and several different kinds of guitars layered, you know, yeah. and there's so much frequency coming from the guitar alone. You know, and then you have Vinnie Paul just killing it on the drums, you know, and then the bass just evens it all out. Like if Phil were to come in with like a Neumann, it would have been too much. That's the same as a full spectrum high output sodium. It would have made Phil sound like Dimebag and it yeah. would have just yeah. been too much and they would be conflicting even in the recording, mm -hmm. even outside of real life. But this show just got in intensely deep. <laughs> <laughs> look, man, look, I, I, I know it, sitting there trying to do vocals on a, on a metal record. Uh, I, I've done I've done two or three, and I sat I took six hours to do vocals on one song, and man, that shit hurts after a yeah. while. I mean, like you were talking about layers, you know, and like because we did, 
I did double tracks on my vocals. I did I did the clean and the screaming singing. Which, I did. Which did you use? Did what or what won the takes? What's that? I'm sorry, I couldn't well, hear you. I'm just out of my interruption and curiosity. Like, how did what what microphone did you uh, lay it down with? Oh, it was it was a 58. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and it was just it was just so crazy because like when we were doing the stuff uh, in the studio and um, I, I was I did all the vocal tracks basically. There was like maybe one or two that my guitar players would come in and do some backing stuff for, but. I did all the backing vocals. I did everything. Nobody even knew my lyric lines until the album was done, which was really funny. <laughs> and we had and we had played these songs for like two years, you know. And I was like, "What are you saying?" Oh, you'll see when you get the record, you know. Um, but it, it's it's a lot of work. It really is, and it's stu- studio work. Studio is, is, time. is a full time job. And if you, know, you it, 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 if your band is not doesn't have their shit together when you go into the studio. You'll either take. I wasted a lot of money. The yeah, first time. you either waste a whole <laughs> lot of money, or your band doesn't come out as a band anymore. You'll split up. That's just basically that's how it works. It. I just didn't do nothing. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, because it took us like two months a song, you know. Because tracking days are the most fun. It's when you yeah. mix and mix and mix. And you know, one thing I thought was really interesting. I read that Sylvia Massey, when she was recording Full, went and had Maynard take a jog around the studio and come back in and scream because you know she was trying to recreate what they were doing live and she said you are out of breath when you're on stage you need to be out of breath when you record this and it was the winning take and i always thought that, that makes sense beautiful. um he absolutely out of breath it was he wasn't out For of the breath. power hit yeah, yeah i know <laughs> but you won't take a deep breath unless you're out of breath yeah right and so that maynard scream you know everyone's familiar with you know is like that came from just her being like no you need to go take it run run a lap around the studio, come back in and scream. And then that's yeah. what won. Yeah. You know? and well, I'm, it's I'm also glad that you go ahead. Wayne. I was going to say, it's also because, you know, when you're doing a studio stuff and, and you're sitting there, your studio stuff is going to be perfect. When you're doing stuff online, uh, when you do a live, psh, I, you're, there's no way you can do exactly what you do on that record. You know, like as a singer, exactly what you do on that record. You know, there's not this impossible. Like I, I couldn't do it. That's for damn sure. Especially it, having that emotion from the crowd. Yeah, you and know, that changes everything. That's like, another dynamic. Right when there. you're when you're on stage, you get that that adrenaline flow, so everything's faster. And and like, um, we never stopped. Like on stage, we I was constantly either falling into the crowd because I was too drunk, or I was screaming and jumping. And you know, we were just we're the band we were in was just constantly moving. We never stayed still. So of course we'd have our flubs here and there and that and that. But as long as the crowd enjoyed the show, we didn't care. You know, we're like, fuck it, whatever we did good. They, oh, yeah. yeah. They're half drunk too. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. And that's well, what I'm makes just... art so beautiful is like, you know, human error, you know, and yes. it makes it very real. You know, I can't stand if I, in my, I go see a band and I'm like, you are lip singing. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I want to hear you. I want to hear mistakes. Yeah, there's beauty in imperfect things. And and, and so look, there are some there are some bands out there that are fantastic. That like, um, like Dream Theater, amazing. Like there are musicians that I would never be able to play with. Those guys are so incredible. Live, they made me go to sleep because they were mm-hmm. fucking boring. And I'll tell mm-hmm. that to them to their faces. 
that their show was boring. It was just not. Yeah, I mean, but don't I, don't trust Wayne. He likes Hanson. So oh fuck off. Uh, <laughs> I just. I mean, I, it's only so much noodling I can sit there and watch, you know. But I I was like, guys, I know you're amazing. I don't need to see musical masturbation on stage. Is what is what I'm saying. <laughs> It's true. Oh my God, it's so funny because no I, one wants to say it out loud. That's great. Yeah, you know, because Kristen always talks about like you know, there's this. Um, you I know, like I'm a big fan of people jam, put jazz. guitars really up high, like the old country guys. I like that look because it looks nothing like masturbation. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like it's like watching the mariachi guys. All their guitars are on their chin. It's so yeah, high. yeah, I yeah. Yeah, I like that. It's a musical masturbation, <laughs> man. I'm telling you. Well, I'm glad. I want to say I'm glad that. Uh, you were able to recover from this yes. this accident, and is and that you're hopefully doing well from all that. I know it was a couple years ago, but it's like having a uh, wedgie. That's what it feels like. It's like, <laughs> it's like a permanent wedgie. It's like it's like weird, uncomfortable. It's fine though. It's <laughs> yeah. And right now we're trying to find another bus and you know to convert it. And you know when we when we did our bus conversion, it was in 2012, and. To kind of think about like when we were building, you know, it was prior to van life. So we literally we had schoolie.net. Um, we had, you know, a couple, you know, people from the south that were, you know, every man needs his coffee maker. I, I always think about that. There was this video I watched over and over of this person making a rehab out of a school bus. And he was just like, every man needs his coffee maker. And I always think about that, you know, <laughs> as we're about to do our build again, especially we're in the midst of it right now of just planning and and so when we then, you know, we went and found a bus for 5,500. It needed a the alternator. It had a high output alternator that was was malfunctioning. And so we got it rebuilt. Um, and the bus was, I mean, it ran like a champ. It, it was so perfect in every the way. The guy was trying to scam us and, like, not tell us the alternator was all messed up. Uh, yeah. Like that's we, nice. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he so, even changed the car battery when it broke down because we had to gas up turn off the car and it doesn't and he was turn like, back oh, on it's just the battery it's we didn't battery. we didn't know that if you know the battery light being on could be the alternator we just thought failing. it was crazy that he was selling a 5500 7.3 liter ford like that just doesn't happen you yeah. know but yeah. now that we're you know looking and we're looking at the market we're like oh no double the price everything's now. double now because you Every- know there's a demand for it and it became popular and now through the pandemic more and more people are buying it yeah you think they'd like leave that and go back to their homes for a pandemic nope People are like, get me out of my house. <laughs> get me out. <laughs> like, I thought it would like to plummet the sales. Like everyone's like, no shop because gyms weren't open. So these van life people are just like talking in the groups. Like I haven't showered in thirty days. Nice, <laughs> oh, yeah. nice, yeah. nice. Boy, that's gonna and be a good smelling nice. van. Don't buy that. Don't buy that van. Right. I thought maybe sales would go down, but the pan- like I guess like a, a like a whole year later, people in the house stuck in it want not now want vans, and the people in the vans now want to go back home. Yeah, my wife always <laughs> threatens me. She's like, "Yeah, you know what we're gonna do when, when this is over? We're gonna move into we're gonna sell everything and move into a van." I'm like, "No." Yeah. I was like, "You go right ahead. You can live in the van down by the river." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not doing it. No. <laughs> I, I liked it for like we had uh, recreational, which was nice because like that's really if you're only part time. I mean, one month was specific to our policy. Like if they want you to only use that for one month out of the whole year. Yeah. And right. I think that that's what's up. You know, I think that's perfect for Des and I. I mean, we we are fancy girls. We're fancy, but not. It's like we also don't shower very often, but you know, we'll just put layers of makeup on. <laughs> 
We don't care. You're, you're busy you know? people doing busy things. Right. You, just, yeah. you know, you got to do stuff. Yeah, I have good, you know, Filipino skin. It's just worked <laughs> wonders. I don't know. I feel like right. I should sell my oils or something. There you go. <laughs> that, that could be, hey, look, that could be another side job, right? I mean, yeah, they're, just, they're... just, just. Just bottle it and sell it to the old, dry, wrinkly Russian people. Right. <laughs> so, Desiree's Russian. She needs it. I ch- well, okay. Ch- there we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're looking for a van, seriously, i got to say this. Uh, one of the best places, if you're not looking for something new that you really want something with some character, is go to all classics, allclassiccars.com, and then oh, type oh. in van, and then oh, hundreds of them pop up. Oh, cool. Okay. We will because we're we're looking for something very specific. We learned the hard way um, that we got a shuttle bus that only had a driver's seat, and mm-hmm. the seats in the back were seat belted. Um, so this time around, we wanted. But get... we did the glorious decision because we knew there was a steel cage. That's the good thing about mm-hmm. commercial models, right? That well, the VIN number may be stuck commercial, and you have to be screwed with only one insurance company, but. Yeah. At least, though, we had a steel cage, and I think that's the reason why we survived. Because rollovers, it's at like a three percent, uh, like risk that, or or what is how, how does the paramedic mortality? Say it? They mortality said there was a three percent mortality if, rate in, in rollovers, and I'm thinking like every single car besides Jeep Wranglers and commercial level vehicles have a steel cage, a rollover cage. Right. So we're gonna keep with that. Uh, what we're specifically looking for right now is a. One, we're going with Ford again, you know, because we're in America and we're Americans. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, this time around, we actually might go gas. We went diesel in the past because we originally wanted to do the peanut oil conversion. And then we talked about four or five different vans and they're like, yeah, our bus caught on fire when we did the conversion. Nice. And the Ford guys, the mechanics are all like, don't do it. It's going to ruin your Ford. I'm like, oh, okay. right. so so we're looking for um you know, a Ford that has a passenger seat. I see there's a Goshen. There's also a Vantira, these tur- turtle tops. That's what we're looking for. Which, by for. the way, we made our own passenger seat with a seatbelt and stuff. And Desiree did a very good job. She was in the cold, negative kabillion degrees here in Chicago, January. Kabillion. Before we left for that trip and was underneath our bus with, I don't even know how our hands are still attached. On like a Fro- really frozen. busy street. Yeah, and... the middle of Western Avenue is like a highway. <laughs> yeah, and there, as Jeez. cars go by and I'm drilling through, because we, we got a like a, 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 a boat, boat seat yeah. for our passenger yeah. seat with a seatbelt. And uh, and I was like, you know, as I'm drilling up to the bottom of the bus, it was, you know, every time a car would, you know, speed by, the whole bus would shake, you know. But at least it's drilled down to the ground because of Desiree's frozen Russian hands. Yeah, I had a friend of mine had an amazing conversion he did with a Ford. Uh, he bought it uh, used off of U-Haul, one of the long U-Hauls. Nice. Man, it was like a full apartment in, this, in that thing. It was great. The whole band, would, it was like the green room. It all just hung out in the back of the, the fucking U-Haul. Great. It had yeah. a ramp, too, so it was easy to get the equipment in and out. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's where... You know, I have like ideally, I want a four by four. I want that four wheel drive or Jeep people. You know, oh, gotcha. there's four feet of snow outside right now, and then we're like, y'all want to push? And I was thinking, you know, there's some RV parks that we pulled up on that it was like, you know, having a four by four would be really nice. And so that's where, like, fingers crossed, we get that. I want the wheelchair left to be in the back. Yeah, we almost passenger. got stuck. I would say twice. Yeah, there was a snowboarding event we did. I remember like okay, that. No, it was... three times then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's been a, yeah, there was. It, it's but not... we made it. Precious was 
her name was Precious. It had a, a Precious Moments child care decal on the side. And <laughs> ironically, I thought if we leave that decal on, people will think there's children in here and they'll drive safer around us. No, but that's how the witness came immediately because she thought there was children. Oh, yeah. They saw it. Uh, they were like passing on the other side there of the highway. There was a couple and- that, that stopped and held me up when I was trying to, I was like trying to get up and walk and do things. Apparently no, you can't do that. No, I no. know I couldn't even stand up, but I was still trying. So I was like climbing on this woman. I thought she was the driver's wife. So I was pissed at her. I was like, give me your jacket. <laughs> honestly, honestly, this wreck really gave me a lot of hope in humanity again, because I quickly realized you know, as people are bored and sitting at home and they're wanting to argue on social media, you know, when there's if there's like a really traumatic thing, like you're somewhere and, 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 a, and it, a bomb goes off or there's like a, a fire, it doesn't matter your race, creed, color, like whatever it is, like people go and help yeah. out a fellow human being. And there was a lot of examples we had seen it in this wreck, you know, where there was churches praying for this gay couple to live, you know, that had when, you know, gay marriage was legalized, were the ones praying the gay way, you know, it was stuff like that, where it like was just really heartwarming that, you know, people care, you know, and um, we act like we don't, but we very much do. And, and, and that, and that, at that moment, it was just every single person was so helpful in every way, you know, like we had our dog with us and somebody found her walking down the road and she's a black standard poodle. And it was, there was no light at all. And my mom happened to give us, this like Christmas sweater that made her look like Beetlejuice had what black and white stripes, <laughs> thankfully. And they see this dog and they pull over and she just jumps in their car and they take her to the vet and the vet does a full check. All she broke was like a fingernail. A nail. Oh, I broke wow. a nail. Oh, wow. And then they put her in like the local shelter and then you know the cops like went and found out what shelter she was at and then they nobody charged us anything. You know That's so. Great. Um, you know, it was kind of people like that, you know, after after this wreck, we were like, OK, let's just make it, you know, so many people, our friends started to go fund me and so many random people that were like friends of friends or whatever had donated to this GoFundMe to help us out. And it was just like unexpected. And so like from there, you know, we always like every year we're like, let's go find someone in a weird situation and this will be like our yearly donation and, you know, one thing is like even animal shelters, like sending treats or bones or something for the animals there. You know, a lot of these yeah. people like this person that was working that night, you know, she came in after hours to, you know, bring us our dog, didn't charge us nothing, was so sweet and so helpful. So and their dog pissed all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, in excitement to see me. And here I look like Frankenstein with like bolts in the side of my head. and screw- <laughs> Like it was like staples. Yeah. And I'm like trying to clean up and they're like. Oh my gosh, this is so scary! Don't touch anything. Like, what? What did they say? It looked like a uh, Frankenstein. No, there was this uh, that stop motion animation Tim oh, Burton produced, um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, like, oh just nice, big or whatever. Yeah. Um, wow. But it definitely, you know, when in situations like that, humanity comes back out. Humans learn to be human again. Yeah, because right before that, everybody was getting all you know, soft and I love you. Oh my God. And you guys are okay. And I was like, man, I thought we hated each other. But you know, you kind of like lose your faith in humanity as oh, you yeah. get older in age. Um, yes. Yes, you do. Yeah. Trust yeah. me. We know. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I have tried 
and I'm I'm working on on it because I I, I found out there is a there is a point uh, that you get to where you at least for me where I just had to stop and look around and went I am so tired of being pissed off. Same. Yeah. Totally. You know it's 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 and I wasn't pissed off for all the normal political reasons and the the social I was just just pissed off and I'm like man I feel like I'm because I was pissed off when I was a kid. Right. I was like now I'm just feeling like I'm a pissed off teenager again. I don't understand this. I don't have time for this shit. That's you know, and, and it's it's, yeah. it's it's so much nicer for you and the world just to be cool and just to be happy. I mean, I get up in the morning, I walk, I'm talking to Strand, I'm like, "Hey, good morning, how you doing? Let me get that for you." You know, I've, excuse me. You know, I'm I'm just that guy now, and I I find that's a lot easier to do than what the hell are you looking at. You know, exactly. I, I I used to walk around with major chips on my shoulder, and and after a while, uh, it you feel like Atlas holding up the world. You don't have time for it. Exactly. So, yeah, Desiree was bartending way too long, and that's what we were we were on our way to like a new job to go like refinish hundreds of bathrooms for a quick, <laughs> you know, for like for a quick two years, and then buy another multi unit, and so that we can have more freedom with music. All this just to have like a studio and freedom with music, because you know, musicians don't really get paid, even Patreon or not. Yep. Like, no, yep. no, it's tough. It's yeah. Tough it really yeah. Is. Yep. Every dollar you make goes right back into your equipment and your right. It's only like and... a tenth of what's truly needed. Yeah, some of my favorite, right. some of my favorite memes I've seen are like, you know, like local musicians. He spends six hundred dollars on his guitar, twelve hundred dollars on an amplifier, goes to play a gig, <laughs> makes a hundred dollars just to put gas in the car. You know that kind of yeah. shit. And I'm like, it's so friggin' true, man. It's what we do. It is. Yeah. What was yeah, it? I'm... The one I saw, it was very similar. It was like. $5,000 worth of gear to put into like a $500 car to drive right. 50 miles to make 50 bucks. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly right. Right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Andy Warhol had a great quote at one point in time. Someone asked him in an interview said, uh, uh, why, why do they call them starving artists? It's because we still have to buy paint. Exactly. Because mm -hmm. the equipment and the things you need to do your art. Yep. Always more than what you're bringing in. So, so I know you guys are from Chicago, all right. So I'm going to ask you something that's kind of kind of strange. Well, not strange, but we have a. Uh, a, a I apologize. Right shut now. up. We we have an association with uh, one of the the comic book guys out in Chicago. Uh, he 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 runs a, a comic book uh, shop called Geek Ink Comics. Are you familiar with it? I have no idea where it's oh, at. Oh, what's? Oh man, I I know there's one on Western. I don't know Carol, any of the names of these. It's stores, Carol though. Carol Stream, Illinois. Carol oh, Stream, okay, that's okay. westbound by okay. Hanover Park, and and he um, he also okay. runs the uh, the convention called MightyCon that Mighty that's out that yeah. way. But, I want to uh, go. I've never heard of this con before. Yeah, yeah, like uh, actually, we're we're associated with him because uh, he he does one in a bunch of different states. So like the one that comes down to New Orleans, he's got me involved and, and rum involved to do okay. like, I think some it's of the like stuff one here. of the, it's like the sixth or seventh biggest con in the US yeah. right now. Yeah. Oh, cool. Does he need any uh workers? I I, he I work for anything. He he may <laughs> um come for free. Uh, <laughs> I clean, I cook, I but, do music. <laughs> but I can tell you what though, as soon as as soon as everything starts to line back up when uh we, we're able to do more conventions again, um I'll definitely uh shoot you guys a, a message. Because they, they do up. a lot of live entertainment and yeah, stuff they like do. that at these cons. Mm -hmm. And and what they do is they you know, you, you sign up with them a lot of times, you know, they, they, they they're putting you up in hotels, you know, getting paid, yeah, traveling they do with a them. Convention tour. Just hit them all up. 
because yeah, I, I will cool. be I will be doing um, some of the guest booking for the Mighty Con stuff. So Mighty Con, Mighty if, Con, Mighty Con. What was that other thing you said? Classiccars.com, Mighty Con. There you go. Yeah, you gotta remember those things. Yeah. All classic <laughs> cars. All classic cars. That's but yeah, yeah. I just, All classiccars.com. I figured I'd yeah, shoot that out since you guys were around that area. So I figured I'd ask. Yeah, we're you know that that was the one thing that we missed with 2020 was you know networking. We, ne- yeah, it was like we didn't do it for a long time. We didn't look into you know conventions and different things. No, because so. we hated people for like 10 years. We <laughs> 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 work people jobs. We have to be around lots of people all the time. We're like, no, no people. I yeah, understand. And, and then from this, it was like, oh, you know, I really miss meeting people and people with very similar same interests because we're kind of nerds, you know, in a lot of ways that, I mean, I think to be an audio engineer, you have to be somewhat of a nerd. Um, and you know, we're, we're gamers and I like, I have this dream of like doing a comic book kind of zine design that's going to like align with one of the records in the future. And I really want to design video game sound. I think they're the, one of the only few groups of people that really like the whole surround sound, like 11 speakers everywhere in your hair. Sure. We've like we've looked into uh, some of these like you know kind of comic cons you know because it was like oh, I want to get dressed up like you know Avatar Last Airbender. Yeah, that's not me. She's and, gonna end yeah. up dressing. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much we're gonna put a bald head on you and you're gonna be the Avatar and nice. I'm gonna be like the Waterbender. As long as I get to wear a tank top, he's topless. What? <laughs> <laughs> Popular at the con. Yeah, very. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's like something that's definitely in our near future, and and that's where we've just been. That's why it was like, well, let's use this time. Let's get a bus. Let's get it building, and you know, so yeah. once this time comes around, we can kind of do these weird, you know, we can put play a show here, and then we'll like do a you know convention over there, and then we'll do some hiking over here, and we'll hit up that brewery and that thrift store, and then repeat, you know, rinse and, and repeat, sure, yeah. eat, rain, repeat. Yeah, guys. I'm a big fan of brewery tours. I've I've been doing them quite a bit right now. Yeah, Desert is a brewer. You brewing? You brew? I I love it. Oh, nice. Hey, you have another Uh, brew person to talk to. Yeah, are you a home brewer? Uh, Actually, I got started into home brewing beer. Uh, I've been uh, doing my own uh, rums and uh, whiskeys and stuff, brandies and stuff like that for a long time. Oh, shoot. You have a distill? At the house, the small one. Very cool. I was looking into. It. I'd seen some. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a kettle one. It's a stainless steel one. You know, nothing okay, yeah. fancy. But I'd seen those. What it was like two and a half gallon or something. Yeah, yeah, a little two and a half gallon one. Okay, and then it just goes right on your stovetop. Yep, absolutely. Very cool. Yeah, because I make meads, and I thought about making a brandy out of a mead. I, and... Oh, mead is good. Love the mead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have okay, a we're, we're all gonna have to get this together, and talk music, and just drink. That's what it sounds like. It's gonna yes, happen. it it does sound yeah. like that's gonna be a must. Yeah, we would throw up our own stuff and then make our own music. So it's like that's it. It's like definitely made from scratch. <laughs> I make I make some uh, what I what we always call West Side wine, which is you just get the really strong fruit juices, add the add the yeast to it, stick yeah. it in a dark room for about eight days, and all of a sudden you got something weird. I like that. Oh. That's that's good stuff. You know, making moonshine and that sort of stuff. So it's always fun. I just joined a moonshine group on Facebook because I'm very interested in selling and. Um, you know, it, we'd made uh, beers for a long time. It all started that I had a lot of gifts to give for a Christmas. And I was like, well, what if I just made a batch of stouts and I just give everyone a couple beers? Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, wow, the flavor. And then, yeah. you know, this past year we got into all grain brewing. And okay. that's 
that's, you know, before we were using, you know, malt extracts. So we did our first, we did an Imperial pumpkin ale. Um, It came out, I think like 6.5 APV. And then Mm -hmm. like he, then then I jumped in and I made another cider because we had a kegerator and, and then it was like, whoa, ciders are the quickest turnover. Meads take, they have to age. You have to give them a year or two. Um, Beers. You got that time of time. Yeah, when it comes to the brewing part, it's just a lot of work. You know, like you're going to be brewing for four to six hours. And that's the powdering that kills me. Uh, like I said, I just I just started doing the beer, so mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 starting from scratch with the beer thing. we had a friend of ours who uh, is planning. Uh, I, I think he's still uh, Keith St. Pierre. Is he still thinking about doing our brew? Yeah, he's he's, he's uh, still trying to figure out if he's going to have time to do it. But we were trying to get one done for us, like for our yeah. for the podcast. Because uh, we do, a, we host a lot of events, and we want our beer to be at those events. To you know, that's one of those things. So, it'd be kind of cool to do. But yeah, uh, loving the loving the, uh, the 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 learning about the brewing of beer and stuff. But my family's been brewing brandy or or distilling brandy and shine and stuff for years. And oh, cool! I finally just got myself a tiny uh, through Amazon. I, I bought it off of Amazon. I figure, what mm-hmm. the hell, you know? I know the exact and, one you're talking about. Yeah, and it's. Uh, it is on a wish list. <laughs> it, it was like two, it was like two hundred, three hundred, yeah, bucks, something like that. Yeah, like, it was you know, nothing major. Oh, she's just gonna love you so much. She just loves talking all her beer stuff. <laughs> I have beer for I have no one to talk to really about brewing. No, and be, I don't care enough. I just like to drink it. I just stir. When she tells me to stir, I stir. Well, I That's think, good. And I think you know what's what's good is if you look at it this way: craft beer and home brewing is just another creative outlet that can inspire you to do amazing music. Exactly. I, know, I mean, yeah, I we have our trades. Like, I'm the hydroponics, like... Sure. You know? <laughs> she and eats the vegetables, and I'll make the vegetables. I try to eat them. And then we but, did... This album was actually made on um, a batch of home-brewed mead. Nice. Um, yeah. The entire time, you and know. Was, yeah, and, and that's where, you know... And it, it's it's different, you know, where it's like there's so much care and intention put into it. And, you know, there I've, I'm definitely a fan of some really great craft breweries. But once we went, you know, all grain, it was like, whoa, there's a huge difference. Hmm. And mm-hmm. it's fresh. And, you know, and we, you know, we kegged it for the first time, which I'm so grateful I've finally got into kegging because bottling is like a nightmare, you know, it's pain, like, yes. yeah. it is, it is. It's just this huge pain. And, um, and so that's where it was like this, this quick turnaround. The, the worst thing is like, you know, when you bottle and you add your priming sugar and you have to wait for it to carbonate a week, it's kind of the same when it comes to kegging, because you, once you hook up the CO2, you have to wait about seven days for it to like properly carbonate. Um, nice. And or seven hours, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then the like, seven minutes. The thing is, me. like, I don't know what it is. Is like five gallon kegs. Like, I don't know what it is. Or just like pounding through them. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pandemic. Have, it is. Have you have you been able to or uh, have you tried or heard anything about brewing in an instapot? Oh I, no, I have. I actually, the, the, basically, the pressure cooker basically is what yeah, it is. No, you're talking about. Yeah, we got one for Christmas once. Okay, go online and look up brewing in your Instapot. Well, fun. Interesting. Yeah, it'll, it'll cut a lot of time in half. We've already done a batch, and that, it's, it's actually kind of interesting. And then you throw it in at the end still with that last part of boil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you release the tent. You let, half release it, let it go, and then let it uh, time out itself. It takes about 15 minutes after that, and then you take it off, and then you fit. you'll see the video. It's, it's easier to watch the video than me to explain it. 
Very but, cool. Uh, very, very yeah. neat. And it's uh, it, then you can have like, it's like, I want, you know, it's Thursday. I want booze on Saturday. I've got it. Damn. Done. <laughs> wow. In yeah, an Instapot. The huh? thing with like, I always, like, I always throw in the secondary. Um, I recently did, I, I tried two ciders. One that I did do in secondary and the second one I didn't. And I did find that secondary does kind of naturally clear it up. Um, mm-hmm. I typically do like unfiltered beers and you know, and I have a, a batch of mead going right now that's been sitting for about a month. And I was like, kind of, I still feel like I'm going to throw it in secondary to kind of clear it. It's only it. been a month? But, oh. oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's only been a month? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I have been, a like, problem. Four months. I, I know we're getting into time and stuff, William, but I, I was going to say, I, no, one that's of the funny. things I really like to do when it comes to brewing is I research, and we've always done, my family's always done this. We have so many, of course, home recipes and stuff, but I like to go through historical documents. I know it's really boring, but there are so many historical recipes written down in uh, lots of books. And oh, I like yeah. to find out those, like, like you can make a, a type of grog that was very popular in 1790, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so I just like finding these historical recipes and then trying them out. And yeah, it's amazing one, what you can do. One of them wanting to try out was uh, George Washington made like this molasses I, beer. I was going to say that. Family. I know there's, I know there's one for Washington. I heard, I've heard that. Yeah. And of course, Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson did yeah. his own brewery. Yeah. And my distillery. family goes, we ended up finding out it went back to like uh, Martha Washington's brother. Um, oh, cool. And so it was kind of that much more intrigued of trying this beer that they had, you know, tried to make this beer that it, it was, it was in the library of Congress. One thing I started to research recently is I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it wrong. It's called like Gruit or Groot beers that um, back in I the agree. day. <laughs> yeah, I'm Groot. Yeah. It's, and it's spelled the same way that it was back in the day. There was when, when they considered witches. It's funny that I'm you had, get a beer when right you brought now. up the the witches movie. Um, it was it, t- it talked about like what had happened was there was these these women were the brewers of the time and they would mm-hmm. go and they would take it to market and if they had some extra beer, they would put these um, brooms like over their doorstep to show like, hey, we have extra beer for sale. And they were making mm-hmm. a lot of rise and these kind of Gruet beers that there's no hops added to them. It's just um, like herbs and, you know, especially medicinal herbs. It was typically like low ABV beers. And right. something happened with there was this poison that came from a rye and and they and it Target. was starting to kill people and it was on it was like on accident i guess and so that's where yep. kind of like this the witch thing kind of came around and i'd, I'd seen the statistics saying that you know there's only two percent of women are home brewers and two percent of women are like audio engineers and two percent of women are gingers and i was like man i keep falling in this two percent realm <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you're striving for that one percent aren't you go for the one Go for the one. And uh, and that's where it was like interesting. That was like, wow, you know, here to this day, there's only 2% of women brew. But back in the day, like, that's where it was at. Like, the women were the yeah. brewers. Yeah. Yeah, the guys were cutting it. The ladies were making it. That's yep. what they were doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was one of those. And, and, and that Argot, the, uh, uh, that, that same thing in the brews and in the breads uh, was also uh, when it, it spread to uh, Europe, a, a lot of a deeper countryside Europe, that's what started the whole werewolf pandemic oh really when everybody thought people yeah that's if you if you research uh, all the uh when it comes through the brewing it'll 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 cross into that but the uh the the argot was the uh the molded grain 
there was little molded grains that were in there that they were putting mm-hmm. in their brews and in their breads as well. And uh, it would start uh, as a massive hallucinogen, and it was causing people to lose all the It was basically nature's form of LSD. Man, you guys are full of fun facts. We really need <laughs> folks like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, you know, it's so interesting to hear about, like, I remember when, like, my very first tour ever being in a band, we went down to New Orleans to play for the Hard Rock Cafe in front of, like, nice. three A&Rs. And it actually, that experience is what drove me to make sure we had a bus because I just remember sitting straight back, up, back hurt, sitting bitching back. And like, <laughs> yeah, and I remember like being so uncomfortable, like for the entire drive and thinking like, I just want to either stand or lie down just for a second. And so when we went, we went on like one of those ghost tours and oh yeah, they those are fun. about, you know, with the above ground graves that they were putting bells inside of them yep. because at the time they weren't able to check you know, if, if the heart rate was just that low and, you know, that they right. thought people were dead and they weren't. And it was like they kind of talked about like this could have been the start of the zombie kind of stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, sure. some people some people are, you know, they put the bells in there. I guess you're not dead. So you can ring right, the bell to dig you back up. Yeah. There's yeah, still there's still some there today. It's a huge thing. And in, in tuberculosis. Yeah. Uh, you'll still find like Wayne yeah. said, you'll still find bells on graves uh, anywhere from uh, Louisiana through Savannah, Georgia. Yep. Uh, up into Connecticut, you'll find quite a few of them. So it's so it's just so fascinating how you know art is a reflection of reality, you know. And if it you is. like look back, you know, and here we go. Here's the here's the story of witches, werewolves, and zombies, which are very much derived from something very real that happened, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember reading something that said, uh, you know, when it when they say it's reading it's raining cats and dogs out, you know, at the time there was no gutters and, you know, it would be raining and cats would come tumbling off the roofs of people's homes. And it was like, <laughs> it's so funny. Like that, you know, that these terms come from something very real. Like don't lose the baby like, in the barrel ring around the rosy pocket. Full. That, mm-hmm. that song is like from the plague. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like, don't let the bed bugs bite. Like I didn't know bed bugs existed until like 10 years ago. I was like, wait, what? Oh, I- Chicago's top. What? Number eight? <laughs> number eight? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Something close enough for us to have this on every single lease. Oh, <laughs> wow. Beds in the bed, alleys. There's a like, bed oh, bug ordinance. Away. Yeah, as of like. Maybe you do need to live in a van. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what's so funny is I heard someone had bought a van that was already rehabbed into an RV. They had not a clue it had bed bugs. Oh. Like the van itself had bed bugs in it. You know, in the. Oh, it was just like, oh, how horrible. You know, you sign that as is rider. You're, oh. uh, that's like finding that really cool couch on the sidewalk, and you're like, ah, do I? Do I not? And, and you know the uh, answer. You know what the answer to that is? No, you don't. That's terrible. Don't do that. <laughs> we did it. We certainly did. It. You got you got a couch in a pandemic off a of, off a. Of, oh no, this was like ten years ago. Oh, all right, all right, you're oh, safer. Uh, it was pleather. It was something that you could at least spray because okay. it was pleather. You could just wipe it off. Oh, but okay. The pads were. Yeah, no, I was like just really um I was twenty five percent buzzed, I would say. Yeah, we were driving well, I was driving and, and then Kristen's like, Oh my gosh, look at that. It's like a futon pleather. We're putting it in the Jeep and I was like, It's not gonna fit in the Jeep. Somehow she fits it in the I get, Jeep. I had like you know, superhero strength and then, at that moment. So I'm like, uh, you know, we get back up to and I just gotten off work and we get back to our house and I'm and we lived above a convenience store, which was super convenient. We can go downstairs, get bread, eggs and beer. And and I'm, I'm looking at this thinking like how are we going to get this up the stairs like here she's partially drunk and I'm not and I don't even want to deal with this these three dudes pull up on this crotch rocket and I was like hey you want some help 
bring it upstairs. All right, have a good one. And just took off. And we were just like, wow, these are like See, nice people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the thing with Chicago is like, you know, every winter you get stuck or you see someone stuck, you just jump out of your vehicle and push them and you just walk away. And it's just a really great humanity thing up here. Oh, okay, we're, we're saying you, you push them uh, in their car. You just don't in get out and push somebody over in the yeah. ice. Yeah. Like slide down oh, the look, they're stuck in the snow. <laughs> Let's just go oh, shove them in the damn me. snow. You see that mud puddle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're stuck? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Fall down. Yeah. <laughs> Take them all down. And then they're like, yeah, it's, it's real humanitarian. Yeah, I can tell you. Shoving people on the ground everywhere you go. <laughs> right? Just <laughs> jump out. Yeah. That's where, you know, it was, it was so funny because we saw, like, the first day it snowed hardcore up here. Like, we, like, jumped out and, and there was this person in this Mercedes that had been stuck for a while. You could tell, like, just by the exhaust coming out that it was like, oh, there goes your radiator. And we jump out and we're pushing them. And, you know, and not dressed, you know, for anything. And I have a joint hanging out of the side of my mouth. We're just pushing the car. <laughs> Whatever. It was good. They made it home. Yeah, that's then that's that's just how this city is. It's, you know, you know, it's just it doesn't matter where you're at. Like people will help, you know, and that's it's these little bits of humanity, you know, that you see and people hold the door open and this little bit of niceness that goes a really long way. And yeah. And I love when well, winter comes around because of that. I see that every year. I always get I, well. I don't always. I, like I said, I'm I'm the guy that holds the door. I'm, I'm the guy that says hey in the morning now. Yeah, same. I held. Uh, it was was a couple couple months ago. I held the door for this lady, and she she just ripped me a new one. I'm like, holy crap! I could do it myself. I, I was okay. Well, then I looked at her and I closed the door. Yeah, and yeah. I stood there and I just watched her. She says. She didn't know what to do. And I said, well, you said you could do it yourself. She opened the door and I walked in. I said, fuck you. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It is. And yeah, you know, people, you never know. Like, you know, it's the the kind of day people are having. Yeah, sometimes you want to be nice, you know, and then, I don't know. I'd rather, like I said, it's always better to go through life a little bit nice. Yeah. And, uh, because you get one, you're going to get better stories out of it. I think. Yeah. In and, the long run. Look, you know, I mean, I, I, I work as a, I'm a veterinary technician. I've been doing it for 26 years, and, and um, he gets paid to pet puppies. That's yeah, that's what I do. But in my, on my line of work, you see the best of people and you see the worst of people. And then there's sometimes where I just want to go in there and go, Are y'all f- really, really? You know, is this what you're going to do? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's one of those things where it's always good to be nice, no matter what the no, situation. that's a tough job, though. Best job ever. I tried to be a vet tech. I went to the interview. I didn't be, everything, I just didn't get the job. I went to many interviews. Yeah, My I, mom worked at a veteran hospital growing up, and she would just, you know, have these animals that, you know, she's known for a dozen years. And I would always know when one passed, yeah. you know, and she would just kind of have a dark three or four days. It's and bad days, yeah. You know, and yeah. it's, it's sad. You know, yeah. it's 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 a rough job uh, at points, and then it's it's also very um, um, uh, gratifying. You know, like mm-hmm. you know when you when you do a, a C section on an animal and you bring him back, you know, four animals that are basically are going to die. You bring them back to life. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. You know what? Did you did you? I, I'm surprised you didn't get the job. Was it because you had a jeep um, with a couch in it with a joint hanging? <laughs> <on your> arm, <laughs> was that it? <laughs> I was working already in the facility too as the fish associate. Oh, nice! 
even had oh the and everything. I just didn't get the job. I don't know what happened. Maybe I was awkward for the interview. I'm usually real. I usually do pretty bad at interviews. I've got. I've gotten. I've not gotten lots of jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just that has to be on a shirt. I did like I applied to the South Loop vet tech job like by school I I went to the one where my my boss like recommended me and everything at PetSmart and I still didn't get it (laughs) (laughs) I tried my friend at Nordstrom's job and like I was gonna do the seasonal apartment because I'm not very good at fashion she's like you should just be seasonal Nice. You should should just wrap things. You put them in bags. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) This is why I do music. (laughs) What What is uh, before we wrap it all up tonight? This has been awesome. We've this has been a great interview. But what is what is the number one goal besides a bus this year? Oh, I really want to make like um the most surround that I can afford type of something like whatever Desiree's. Like I think we're leaning towards video game, virtual space, 3D space, designing a 3D nice. space kind, of, and then tying that with music and having it all as one, like different different types of art as one. Very cool. Very cool. And what's the yeah. what's the if you could play one place live, live this year, where would you want to be? What state? Where Pompeii. would you want to go? Pompeii. For the recording aspect, I want to go find the coolest thing to make the recording like acoustic. Like use the space acoustically to benefit your shit. You know what? It'd be awesome because in Pompeii there is a beautiful uh, original amphitheater still there that has amazing acoustics. Because yeah. everyone's going, all the DJs are lugging their big ass equipment up to some nature something with a drone, yeah. and that's what they're all doing. But it's not for the acoustics; it's just for the drone. And I'm like, how about no, no? Let's get the drone and acoustics. Like, because now you're missing the point. You know what I mean? Like you're supposed to go out there to hear some, to enhance your ears, right? To just make your ears fly. Not, okay. you know, like I was going to say, dream hurt. gig for you too. Dream gig with another band. What would it be? Dream gig. Um, I'd actually, I'd like to open up for Rufus Du Soul in a cave. Yeah, cool. cave. And with get, with get quartz, maybe like because quartz is like kind of the natural amplifier. Oh, maybe yeah, you maybe can hold it up. Down in Mexico, We're, they have a selenite cave. That's that's it. Ru- oh, Rufus sharing a show with, with Rufus Dussel and the Cell Night oh. Cave and oh my Mexico. god okay okay so the speakers are pumping to water or sand or something then it does the natural uh, you know how like when you pump speakers to water it makes like the flower the shape yeah, yeah do that at a concert you know and, and it'll be like the new visual and it'll be like legit the actual sound making that oh man that would be trippy I would like that. Or what if you could do that with smoke? Can you do that with fog? I don't even know. Yeah, you should be able to, because there should be enough air coming out of it, right? Yeah, lasers, lasers and sand. Yeah, there's got to be enough enough compressed air coming out of the speakers. You should be able to blow our smoke rings. Yeah, that's it. Lasers, like how they do that uh, thing against buildings and make the buildings, what is that called? Uh, Projection. Projection. Projection Mm -hmm. on top of real water. That'd be cool. That'd be really, really cool. Yeah. I like it. that. I'd rather you heard just... it here first, people. This is what's happening. Let's make it. Yes. Let's make yeah. it so. This is going to be awesome. It's going to be an awesome day. <laughs> Before we run out, I want you guys to let everybody know where they can find you and where they can get your music. We are on Instagram. I spend a lot of time on Instagram uh, at Dance Loud Music. Uh, right now, we need to like really push our Spotify and YouTube, and so we're like we've kind of got a plan for our YouTube with 
um, when we get a bus and we're like in a show, here's the second time of us building a bus and here's all the little things we've learned along the way and why cool. and why not pros and cons of why we're choosing the way we're going to build it. Um, and so kind of from there, you know, it's, we we're going to be putting out some like acoustic, not really acoustic, it's a like slow down. down, slow tempo just gotcha. because yeah, Desiree, when we'd practice live, we noticed that she naturally does the slower version of certain songs cool. with like, and she added a couple chords here. I don't know. But then, then it got me all inspired. Like, well, maybe I can do this. And that, da, da, da. Yeah. So that's another thing that we're going to like put out on like Spotify and YouTube and yeah. just kind of pay a little bit more attention to those platforms. Cool. cool. Yeah. We noticed the Vivo is really good with the uh, royalties. Yeah. Compared bands to any, yeah. Bands pay attention to the Vivo. It was like significantly much better than that point zero kabillion zeros five stream. <laughs> yeah. It's all cool, you have to do. Yeah, I get three music videos that are of a certain quality. Um, it'll make you eligible for Vivo, and the royalties are higher. It's nice. Very, very nice. That's good to know. Yeah, That's good to know. Mm-hmm. good to know. Especially for really the bands. Really having us on. Yeah. Oh, guys, well, look. You, you guys were awesome. Well, guys, thank you again so much for coming on the show. We really appreciated it. We had a blast talking to y'all. And... We hope you had a good time. Yeah. Oh, we sure did. We certainly did. Always had a great time. And we're gonna have to have you guys back on. Now you you, can, you have to promise us you're gonna come back on the show. Yes, we'd oh, love that. Oh yeah. So yeah, I was your host Wayne, and I'm the rum guy. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to keep it fit, fit, metal. That's it. Get the fuck!